0: It's not unusual for feelings of inadequacy to arise when you bring home a new baby, and as you face each new stage of their development, right? In this episode, you'll heal strategies about how to handle the inevitable worries that accompany becoming a parent. I'm so excited to be talking with Oni Mikalski, who is a licensed therapist and wellness coach for busy mums, who desperately need a break, but, refuse to take one. Oni is a mother of six who helps fellow mums hang up their superwoman capes and break through the limiting belief that are keeping them from becoming their best self. Her mission is to help women discover and fall in love with who they are by unlocking the life-changing power of self-care. In this episode, Oni walks new parents through the process of identifying and challenging the worries and thoughts that are contributing to all their self doubts. I'm infant massage instructor, Helen Thompson. Hello, and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. Being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged 4 weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage, so let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi, Ani, and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I've been really excited having you here because I know you've got a lot to share with First Time Mum. So can I just start by asking you to sort of tell us a little bit about what you do and what, what you've got to share with First Time Mums? Yep. So,
1: Helen, I'm so glad to be here and thank you for having me. I am a licensed therapist here in the States, as well as a wellness coach. And I work with moms. Um, I work with with moms helping them put themselves on their to-do list. And especially with first-time moms, it took me 10 years before I realized how important it is to put yourself on your to-do list and to prioritize yourself and it's made all of the difference with how i
0: approach motherhood when you say you put you put them on your to-do list what 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 do you mean by putting a mom on a to-do <laughs> list it makes me laugh when you say that
1: so i am a list maker i am always i always have 50 things that i want to do That I that I need to take care of, you know, Mm -hmm. taking care of everyone else and take making sure everything is taken care of, and so I'm always making lists. And so when I say put yourself on your to do list, I I mean actually being intentional about you know making a date with yourself, Uh, making sure that you are taking care of of Mm -hmm. you, because we always you know we are made as moms, we are so accustomed to having to take care of everyone else. Yes, that's true. And we usually put ourselves last. Usually we don't even make the list. I know for years, I never even made the made, made the list as far as I never was. I was never intentional about making sure that I did stuff for me. I lost myself under my mom's hat. I, lo- I didn't know what I'd like to do. I didn't know what I could do or <laughs> even how to ask for what I needed. I didn't even know what I needed. Uh,
0: and so yes. that's what
1: I mean when I say put yourself on your to-do list.
0: <laughs> oh that yeah, I can understand that. And, and what are some of the biggest worries that you think that mums may have that you know, you're talking about your to-do list, but there are obviously some worries that mums may have and can you sort of tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yep. So I, well, let me, let me give you a little bit. I told you about my, my, what I do for my business, but I am a mom of six. Wow. So you've got a lot six, of kids. <laughs> I have six kids. Yep. My husband and I will be celebrating our 22nd anniversary here in a couple of weeks. So we range, our kids range from um, our oldest is 21 and we have 17 to 14 year olds. We have a, we have a set of twins in there. And then we have an eleven-year-old and a seven-year-old. We have five girls and one boy. <coughs> wow! He's right in the middle. He's right in the middle. So we got lots of lots of kids, very spaced out. Um, our kids, like you know, there's pros and cons of having them so far apart. There's three to four years between each of them, and it's good because the older ones are able to watch the younger ones and they help out. Yes. But it's also the con is that they're so far apart. Like I've been doing this mom thing for 21 years, <laughs> right? mm-hmm. like, and I'm still, we still have our seven-year-old. And so over the years, I realized like every season of life is different. Every yeah, season yeah. as, as our kids develop, we develop as moms as well. And our mm-hmm. worries and our concerns and our fears kind of evolve as yeah, we move yeah. along. Mm-hmm. So what we worry about as teen, when we have teenagers right? Like which I have three teenagers right now. It was a lot different than what I was worrying about when I became a first time mom, when I became a mom, when I first became a mom, which was 21 years ago. And I think one of the biggest worries that actually stretched the whole gamut, no matter what season is, am I enough? Am I doing this right?
0: Mm, Yeah. A lot of moms do that.
1: Right. No matter what season of life, because every time you reach a new season and even if I was just talking to my oldest daughter this weekend and I said something to my youngest one and she's like, you never did that for us. And I go, well, I'm a different mom. I'm yes. a different person than I was when you were seven versus now when there's like, you know, you pick your battles, you <laughs> you yes. have to, you know, you evolve as a person, as a mom. Yes. And so your parenting methods are going to change as well. You learn from your mistakes sometimes, you know, and you're questioning all along, am I good enough? So that's yes. one of the biggest worries that's going to run the whole gamut. But worries that are specific to new moms would be like a lot of, you know, breastfeeding. Yes, that's tough. Yes,
0: that's a really. Is,
1: you know, am I, develop, am I producing enough milk? Am I doing it right you know, all of those concerns and worries that you that go along with that area. Maybe development, right? Is my is my baby growing fast enough? Are they walking soon enough? Should they be talking by now? All yes. of these whether the developmental milestones if your baby so that a lot of worries and concerns surround that area.
0: But then um, again, each babe, each parent is different, each child is different. And I think yep. that is that is the key because I've just done a podcast recently on crawling, and it's so you look at the developmental things that every child is so different, and every mum sort of says, "Right, well, why isn't my child doing what my friend's child is doing?" But I keep trying to say to mums, "You know, if you've got six kids, that every every child is different, and if they don't develop all at the same time, it doesn't mean necessarily there's anything wrong with them." And I think that's the key to sort of let first time moms know, because a lot of them think, oh gosh, my friend's baby's doing that. Why isn't my baby?
1: Yep. And that's one of the number one ways, like stop playing the compare game. Mm, <laughs> mm, yeah. Cause you're never going to win. You are never mm. going to win. And it, it's, it's for you as a mom, as well as with your children, like yeah. comparing yourself and the way you parent to another mom, you're not going to win there. You're, you're always going to have those self-doubts creep in. Yeah, and course. then also with when you're comparing like your child's development or how your child is responding or growing to another child, again, you're right. Everyone, every child is different. And sure, there's like certain things like that you look for to make yes. sure that they're, they're, the trend is, it's not, my, my mind just went blank as to what the
0: word is. <laughs> you mean it's more like what what they what they're supposed to be doing in inverted yes. commerce at a certain Error age
1: yes. around supposed to or should yes. be because that that is just it's kind of like classrooms right you have to teach to the masses yes teachers have to teach to the masses but there's always going to be those outliers and it doesn't mean that anything's wrong
0: yeah, it just, yeah.
1: they're just, it is what it is. They're just the outliers. And so they just need to have a base point or a baseline in order yes. to like make sure the child developing. But that compare game, you're never going to win. So that's the number one thing is to just put your blinders on and developing that self trust, being able to trust your intuition, which that I was going to just talk about that trusting your instincts. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, based on what religion people are, or where they're coming from, like their faith belief, but, you know, your child was given to you, because you are the perfect parent for that child.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And so knowing, going with those instincts, those maternal instincts,
0: and yeah, learning yeah. how to
1: trust them is going to be key, as long, as well as not pay, playing that compare game for mm-hmm. the worries, mm-hmm. fears, and the concerns. Looking at what oh also I wanted to I have my I have my notes here that I wanted but trusting your instincts also I wanted to say that we have a tendency in this modern day and age to be googling and searching for answers. Yes, and Mr. Google's not always right.
0: Right?
1: (laughs) Like it can get you in trouble and it can really it can really like increase those self-doubts the more you look for those answers and do searches and, you know, it leaves you feeling worse. Yes. And so try to limit. You think that
0: Mr. is always right. He's not always right. It's not, it's, it's no. not. And it
1: really stops you from trusting that, building that trust, that self-trust. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at what you can control because there's a lot of things that you can't control, but in any given situation, even if you can control just your response there's always going to be some things that you can control. And so when you have those self-doubts start coming up, start bubbling up, you want to look at it and you want to see like, what is, what can I control about this? What What is within my realm of control? So that that way you can kind of rope in those self-doubts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and look for, so which comes to my last thing is, challenging those thoughts challenging those self-doubts and i'll get a little bit more into that but do you have any
0: questions about those questions? Um, i was thinking more i was waiting till you finished <laughs> i i was thinking about what you said about your your own trusting in your intuition because i think that's really really important to trust in your intuition because there are so many times when you when you sort of think to yourself, I should be doing, I, this little voice inside of you says, um, pick up your child, he's crying. Mm-hmm. But you're so tired and you might be thinking, oh, God, no, I just want to go to sleep, I'll just give him a little pat. But, you know, that—that's just a, that's just an example of trusting your intuition. And sometimes you think, well, if I pick him up, Oh, I won't be able to go to sleep. But you know that is, it's so it's so powerful to trust your intuition. I was just giving an example with a baby, but just in general life. I mean, if you there's frequently times when a little voice has said to me, "Oh, Helen, do this," and I don't do it, and then something happens that that's telling me, "Well, I told you to do that." Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know so that, that was- kind of thing. And I think when you said that about trusting your intuition, I think that's such a valuable key for first time mums to do. Because There's if no you don't trust anymore. your own intuition, you know, I'm not saying something will go wrong, I don't want to, you know, but it's, if you listen to that little voice inside of you, you know, it's, it's so important to do that. And I think that's a very, 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 very valuable thing to do. It so.
1: is, I think you're right, you know, you're absolutely right about that. Like we, and the more you search and question, that intuition, like the less powerful it, that voice is, right? Mm-hmm. Because you start squashing it or you start ignoring it. And so instead you want to learn how to listen to that. Because we are not, unfortunately, we're not given an instruction book.
0: No, that's even right. Even if
1: we were. Even if we were that instruction book was built for the masses. That, that instruction yes. book was not built for your child.
0: That's right. You can't build an instruction book for one particular child. I mean, some moms sort of turn around to say, oh, but why can't babies be born with instruction books? <laughs> it's, it's it's a sort of funny, it's <laughs> a funny thing to years. say. But <laughs> yes, it would be greater if there was a basic well, in adverted commerce. I mean there's a basic instruction book, but to me, What's the point? Because every, as we as we keep saying, and it's what I keep saying in baby massage, every, every, you know, is that every child every child is different, and it's always baby led. So your your child is your baby, and you've got to lead your baby the way that your child wants to go. You know, does that make sense? What I yes. just said. So yeah. do
1: you know the book What to Expect when you're expecting, and then What to Expect the first year, and What to expect?
0: I've so heard I of it, expect- but I haven't read it. But yes.
1: Okay, so I did. I even had it highlighted, underlined. I, it was, I had read that book thinking I was going to be so prepared, but you're just truly not prepared. Like you can, Mm. that's why there has been so many different books written on the subject of how to take care of your baby, because everyone's trying to write or come out with like that instruction book.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, you do need to trust your own instincts and sure. It's good to know what, you know, what kind of what you, what you can expect but it's never gonna be the full picture. Yeah, true. Right. Can I mean, you and you've had that? six
0: kids, so I think you know what you're talking about there, I mean.
1: And the first is different than the second, is different than the third, and we are different. As moms, yes. we are different. But and you learn
0: moms, from each child. I mean, you've got twins. That must've been a challenge. I mean, you, they certainly don't come as instruction books. <laughs> Especially
1: when <laughs> they start going in different directions. And one, yes. year, I was one, my son, our son is one of those twins. And so just the gender differences yes. alone were amazing. And there's still, but now they have the twin thing going on. There's how old are you a, your twins? 14. Oh, and right. Now, so the- it was one thing when they were learning both how to walk and they would take off in different directions. But now they're both doing driver's education and now they're both going to be driving, which is a oh. whole nother, right? That's what I was saying in the beginning about our worries and our fears. They change.
0: <laughs> yes, yes.
1: So, yep. Yeah.
0: Yes, so,
1: that's true. I was talking about the challenging your thoughts. Yep, yep. And so I want, I want moms to, to realize that it is absolutely natural to worry. Like that's yeah. a natural thing. There's nothing wrong with you if you have all these worries, right? It's, it's when it becomes excessive
0: that mm-hmm, it crosses
1: mm-hmm. over to the point of anxiety and where yeah. it would be like diagnosable. If it's becoming, if those worries become debilitating where they they stop you from being able to do what it is that you want to do
0: yes that's the point
1: where you know I do suggest to get therapy or to seek out professional help when those worries cross over to the point where you're not able to do what you want to do or they they impinge on like the safety of your child you're Mm -hmm. so worried about you know the different your, your concerns and about life and how, you know, if you're going to hurt your child and things like that's when, that's when professional help should definitely be sought. There is a certain amount of worrying or certain worrying that's that's perfectly normal. In fact, I was even reading about like during pregnancy, the the brain actually like certain areas of the brain actually physically change.
0: Yeah. And that's a lot of
1: neuroscience. You may know more about that.
0: I know a little bit, but not much. I know more of it from the baby, from the baby side, not from the adult side, but yeah.
1: Okay. okay. So like the pregnant woman's brain actually changes and um, like neuroplasticity when, uh, when a woman becomes pregnant and this actually affects the amount of worrying. And because back in ev- like evolutionary, right? Like we, needed to worry when the saber toothed tiger was chasing us, right? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that worry caused us to respond, to protect ourselves, to protect ourselves from danger. And so evolutionally like changes produce that need to worry. So I, I have it down here. Will people think I'm a terrible parent? Like this is, this is an example of a thought yeah. or something that a new mom may worry about. Like thinking that people are gonna think that they're a terrible parent. And first of all, like no mom is a pro, no matter how many kids you have, every kid is different. You know, and especially first time mom, nobody's expecting you to be a pro. They may have lots of advice for you, things that they think are helpful, but nobody is expecting you to be a pro. And so when you look at that thought, like everyone's, no one's, was it, well, people think I'm a terrible parent. You know, you, you look at that and you're like, okay, am I playing the compare game?
0: Yes, and that's, yeah, we've, yeah.
1: Yeah, and am I a terrible parent? Is there evidence that exists that I'm not a terrible parent? Like you wanna dispute, you wanna kind of d- reflect on that concern or that thought and then start dissecting it and looking for evidence that points against it. Say, it's okay, my child yes. is okay i'm okay i am exactly who my parent who my child needs start coming up with like those affirmations or there's like a variation of that worry in order to to come up with a thought that serves you
0: in other words making changing it into a positive if you if you've got anxiety or whatever changing it into a positive thought rather than constantly thinking of the negative Yes, keep, because keep, keep, we yeah.
1: tend to do that. We yeah. tend to replay those soundtracks yes. in our mind. Yes. And when you say, people think I'm a terrible parent, I'm a terrible parent. And then we and start if you keep
0: saying that to yourself, you will yes. be a terrible parent. Yep. It's a matter Self-fulfilling of, prophecy. <laughs> yes, that's the word I was looking for. Yes.
1: Yep. We start telling ourselves this and then we start believing it and we start acting as such. Yes. So that's that self-fulfilling prophecy. Whereas... And we start looking for evidence that supports that belief. So like when we're telling ourselves, oh, we're a terrible parent, everything we do, we start like gathering it and, and, and saying, see, look, I'm a terrible parent because I left the dirty diaper on too long. Or I'm a bad parent yes. because you know, I'm trying to think of an example. You might be able to come up. I,
0: I went to do the laundry or something um, when my baby was was just beginning to cry and I, I went to do the laundry or I left my yes. baby in a high chair while I, while I sort of turned around and cooked something or, or you know, something like exactly. that. I was just, those, thoughts came up with, out of my head.
1: My house is dirty. My house is, yes. I, can't, I can't keep up with the yeah. housework. Yes. You know, like we start telling ourselves and then we start collecting the evidence that supports that thought. Well, before you even start collecting the evidence, it helps to reframe that thought. And do the work because we repeat our thoughts, right, so we're repeating yes. I'm a terrible, parent. so do the work, reflect on that thought, come up with a few variations, a few counter statements, so that next time you go to to oh, I'm a terrible parent, you already have done the work you've already yes. you've already reflected on that and done the work, and proved yourself otherwise. yeah, I'm not a terrible parent. I made a mistake, or you know, I'm, I'm not a terrible parent. I'm, I'm learning. I'm a new mother. Like, give yourself that self compassion. Yes. And then next time it happens, you know. You continue to do the work. I keep going like this. You continue to do the work, until that new belief takes hold. Yes, and that, that, that yes. I'm, I'm an actual. I'm a good parent. I'm exactly the parent that my child needs.
0: Yes, and yes. I'm
1: doing the best that I can at this moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but when parents sort of, you, and I understand where you're coming from, but when parents get so overwhelmed and so stressed, they tend not to think about these things because they're they're struggling, they're overwhelmed and they're struggling the and reason. they're thinking help, you know, and that's when they go into what, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if what you're talking about is postnatal depression, but anxiety, mm-hmm. I, anxiety, I guess, sort of links a little bit to the postnatal depression. And that's when you say you do need that support. But if you can, how do do I put this? I was going to say, if you can nip it in the bud before you get to that stage, as you're saying with the affirmations, well, then it helps to so you don't feel that way. And if you've got a supportive partner or a supportive husband or even just a supportive friend who can sort of say, look, you're, you know, you're getting a little bit anxious why don't Mm -hmm. I take the baby and you do the housework or you do that or I'll you know you take the baby and I'll do the housework so you you give them that support as well because I think that would help with the anxiety too does that it is and so
1: that would be great if you had the support but I know many moms don't don't have that support and so learning how to communicate like first identifying what it is that you need that was, that was big for me. Like, just mm-hmm. saying like, what what do I need? What would help me be able to feel less overwhelmed? And maybe it is asking, most likely it probably is asking somebody for help. And then having that, that go-to list because people are willing to to help, whether it be somebody at your church or somebody, a neighbor, there's going to be people in your life mm-hmm. that yeah. you didn't even think of. That would would feel honored, and would welcome the opportunity to help. And so, it really is examining like your own: what do I need to feel less overwhelmed? And then learning how to ask for help.
0: Yes, because yes. that's
1: a whole nother ball game, right?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, it is definitely.
1: And that's where a lot of uh, that's where a lot of moms struggle. They think yeah. it, it's those expectations that we put on ourselves. That society puts on ourselves on us, and then we adopt those expectations for ourselves and thinking, I should be able to do this. And I to have just, to, yeah. I have to do this, I have to make this work, I have to, you know, have three meals on the table for my husband while and and take care of this newborn all day. There's, you know, I'm a failure if I don't. These mm-hmm. are the self-doubts that I'm talking about. These yeah. expectations unrealistic expectations but expectations nonetheless that moms often hold that prevent them from
0: getting the support and they're not super moms you know you no. nobody's a super mom i mean it's no, lovely you're a super we woman are. which is great <laughs> we are super we are super women but not not in that sort of not in the respect of being a super mom at the same time you've you've got to have time for you and that's yep. what you're talking about
1: yeah, that's exactly what I talk about. In fact, I I created an entire Facebook group, a movement, per se. <laughs> oh, before yeah, group. I'd love to be. Yeah, so. um, and that's what we are, moms without capes, and it's all about taking off your, hanging up your superwoman cape, and learning how to take care of you, mm-hmm. so that you yes. don't, you're not so overwhelmed that something something happens, or, you know, you avoid the burnout. By learning how to take care of you and it took like I said it took me 10 years to, until our oldest was 10 years old and now she's 21 so I've been at it for a while learning how important it is to to be intentional about and and a lot of the things I, I talk about the five pillars of self-care and that's taking care of your physical self your your emotional which is like your mental health your spiritual which is feeding your soul you're intellectual, and that's like, you know, learning new skills and challenging, your stimulating your mind. And then finally social, and that is fostering and growing those relationships in your life. Like we just talked about the support.
0: Yeah, funny enough, I learned about those when I was in child care, when I was doing my childcare um, qualification, we call it PIEs. The physical intellectual when i was doing my child care degree you know my child care qualification what mm-hmm. what you said i we call it pies because it was physical intellectual emotional and social okay and I, we used to yeah so i i can relate to i can relate yeah. to what you're saying there
1: yeah so. so those are the main areas you know we that we need as humans mm, and especially absolutely. as moms but you know what self-care is not going to happen you can't you know you can't find time for self-care you have to make it you Mm -hmm. have to be intentional and that means sometimes asking for help
0: yeah put it into your diary as well saying right it's my Mm -hmm. day for self-care or whatever yeah
1: right right like planning it out because as moms you you know it's very unpredictable
0: there's (laughs) yeah you don't have you, they, you don't have time to um, plan it out and if you sort of put it in if you put it in your schedule well then you're making that time and I think yes. that's yeah yeah
1: because it, it's just not going to happen on its own you're not going to find an no. extra 10 minutes and say oh let me you know let me read a book let <laughs> me
0: you start reading a book. Mr. Have you? Five. I don't know if you ever have you ever seen um had the story when you were when your kids were growing up of this called I think it's called uh, Mr and Mrs Large that they're elephants, and this the the title of the book is Five Minutes Peace, <laughs> and the <laughs> no. elephant and the, and Mrs Mrs Large is is trying to have a bath, and she's got three kids. And the kids are going, mom, can I have this? And the next kid goes, mom, can I have this? And she goes, no, I want five minutes peace. And she goes into the bus and she had about one minute's peace. And one little kid comes in and distracts her and jumps into the bus. And then the other one comes in and, oh, eventually she just... (laughs) <laughs> yeah they knock on the door <laughs> it's just mom 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 yes. Mom. <laughs> that's a great little book that's a great book but yeah. your son is probably too old for it now but i well, i love reading that i know. love reading that it's it with kids <laughs> because it, it actually gives them the opportunity to realize that you, as a mom, do need five minutes peace, even if it's just you're, you're not leaving your kids, you're just yeah, you're just so saying, Look,
1: taking a break. That very next, you've got your break.
0: breakfast here, you've got this. I'm just going to go and have a bath, or I'm just getting yes, yeah, it's yep. yeah. And, and to yeah. all the new
1: moms, grocery shopping and doing errands that is not self care. <laughs> no,
0: no. <laughs> self care is like going to have a massage, going to. Sure have a makeover, going to have a coffee with a friend without your yep. baby.
1: Even just sitting outside for fi- that five minutes period yes. like even sitting outside on your front porch and and taking some breaths and being able to hear your own thoughts. Yes. That is self-care. Self-care does not have to cost a lot of money. No. It doesn't have to cost any money. No, It that's doesn't right. have to You know, take a lot of time just taking that five minutes. It, it could just be reciting an affirmation. To yourself yes. in the mirror and taking that deep breath that that's considered self-care and and doing that multiple times filling your think, yeah
0: yeah i think yeah that's i mean my mine were more sort of my my ideas were more sort of the money side but as you say you you don't have to you don't have to do that you just sit right. quietly and Some just people that is
1: that is self care, and you know if you can't do a full day or you can't do a half day, do it in five minute spurts.
0: Yes, you've got to start yes. somewhere, though. Yes, that's true. So you mentioned your before you mentioned your Facebook group. So is that if if after we've been talking, you know, I'm sure moms are going to think that you've got a lot to give. Where where can they find out about you, and how can they? Because I know you do courses and everything. So is there a way? That first-time moms can find out more about you if they want to connect with you.
1: Absolutely. So I, I did mention my Facebook group. So if you're on Facebook, come join my group. Um, otherwise, you just go to momswithoutcapes.com, and I I usually have all my offerings and services and all on that on the website. But usually, I f- I'm found on Facebook. I try to jump in there. I actually have a freebie that I'm going to give to your audience. Um, it is a thought log or a thought diary, and it 's going to help you identify and challenge the thoughts that or the worries and thoughts that you are having and so it just walks you through the process of how to how to start recording and identifying, and then of course the most important part is challenging those worries. so I will put i 'll give Helen the link to that so that that way you can grab a hold of that. Thank you. Um, I also have a sleep workshop that I do Ah. fairly often, a sleep workshop. So if you are a new mom and you are struggling with sleep, I have a workshop that I developed and we go all over um, cognitive and behavioral techniques and strategies on improving your sleep. So that may be something that's useful because I know with new moms, it's hard to get that sleep. And so, and especially if the worries are keeping you up at night.
0: So it's more, that's, that's quite unique because it's a one for moms rather than one for babies. Cause I know there's a, there's a lot of sleep consultants out there that deal with the baby side, but actually it's having one to help the mom is that's, that's a great, that's great. So yeah,
1: sleep is such an important part of self-care as we know, like if, if you don't get much sleep, I know if I don't get much sleep, I am crazy the next day <laughs> yes, <true. laughs> can't make decisions just walking around with like the brain fog and so there's lots of reasons why we don't sleep and so this helps you improve the quality and the quantity
0: oh that and would be great
1: for moms
0: well anyway Oni, thank you so much I, i've really really enjoyed this chat. it's been great catching up with you and i've learned so much from you today yes, so thank you so much and thank you for yeah, thank so you for coming happy. on and thank you for joining First Time Mums Chat. Thank you, Helen. It was a, it was an honour to be here. Oni shared some great tips on how to overcome those limiting beliefs that are hindering you. Be sure to get hold of Oni's thoughts diary that she's put together for listeners of First Time Mums Chat. And check out her website and Facebook group. You'll find the links and details in the show notes which can be accessed at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash 026 mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash 026. If you're looking for additional help or resources, I also run a free Facebook group called First Time Moms Lounge. So please join me and you'll gain access to tips to help you and your baby through the beginning stages of your journey. You can access the group by going to mybabymassage.net forward slash Facebook mybabymassage.net forward Facebook. I also welcome questions, comments and feedback on my podcast episodes. Please feel free to reach out by sending me an email at info at net, info at mybabymassage.net And once again, thank you so much for listening.